on this edition of Seeker. See, I do not judge current religious organizations or belief systems unless they do harm directly to other people. I honor them as being a natural phase on the path where to unity and love, to conscious connection with God. This is Seeker with Dave Jenks. I'm Matt Hayes. Dave, this entire incarnation series, when we're talking about the seven incarnations of God, and if you haven't downloaded the free PDF where we explain this and you can follow along with the seven incarnations as we're going through this series, you can get that right now at DaveJinks.com. This entire series has been enlightening and provocative, but isn't it essentially, Dave, a statement against the world's current religions and their teachings? Isn't this kind of you putting it out there and saying, you know, this is my statement, you guys are wrong? Not really, Matt. It's meant to be an extension of our current religious and spiritual wisdom. I mean, today's major religions are an important step in the journey of God's incarnations. In fact, this work, which we've called the seven incarnations of God, reinforces and supports these religious belief in a creator and an omnipresent force. In fact, it confirms that there is a God. And it highlights the truth that religious expression and practice is the work of God. It is one of the incarnations. We say it's the sixth incarnation, just before the seventh and final incarnation, which is the ultimate knowing of and connection with God. But doesn't this work, this expression of the incarnation process, kind of counteract or raise doubts about the fundamental beliefs and teachings of these religions? Wouldn't someone who deeply believed in the religion find your thoughts antithetical or repugnant? Wouldn't they call you a heretic? <laughs> they might do that, Matt. Many religions take the position that anyone who doesn't fully embrace their theology, you know, their fundamental beliefs, is a heretic or the work of the devil or some subversive force to be rejected. But in my mind, that is not what I'm doing. That is not my intention. My primary purpose, beyond simply investigating the evolutionary process of spiritual wisdom, is really to to counteract the teachings and assertions of the atheists, those who say there is no God or supernatural force, those who claim that science proves there is no God and that belief in God is some sign of ignorance. Because I've come to observe, experience, and understand that there clearly is a creator, a higher intelligence, an omnipotent force that is guiding the universe and life and consciousness as we know it and as we live it. So I am, in this seven incarnation series, uh, really more in support of God-based religions and not contrary to them. I mean, I deeply respect those who practice a religion that honors God, considers each person a child of God, expresses the standards of ethical living, and supports spiritual growth. They are, and have been, very instrumental, Matt, in the development of civilization, of individual responsibility, and of the loving treatment of all people. But hasn't it also been historically true that formalized religions have promoted hatred and disrespected on those that hold beliefs that are different from theirs? I mean, religious movements have gone to war. They've supported terrorism and mayhem. Now, you aren't in favor of that, are you? No, certainly not, Matt. That is where formal religions do go wrong. They move away from the kind of those fundamental teachings of peace and respect and love, which, by the way, is the core of virtually every large religious movement. 
and it is usually the fundamental philosophy of its founder or its prophet or its messiah. When formal religious organizations grow in size, they tend to become bureaucratic and political. They become driven by the desire for influence and power and financial gain. They really lose their spiritual way. So religions can go wrong politically and socially. Uh, they can also go wrong when they promote or demand belief in things that are clearly not scientifically true. Most religious stories of creation and evolution are simplistic at best and often ignorant at worst. And they require people to espouse beliefs that they themselves, the people, in their own minds know aren't true. And so when religious systems shut down people's natural, God-given curiosity, they do harm. When they refuse to deal with the honest questions of youthful, inquisitive minds, they really block spiritual growth, and then they become stagnant. They lose their way. And they are no longer, I think, benefiting their ever-expanding nature of human consciousness and wisdom. If this is true, why do you say that you and your seven incarnations wisdom have respect for and are in support of organized religions? Well, because overall they've been a positive force in the development of human society, in the building of cooperative community life, and in the encouragement of personal spiritual growth. I mean, particularly local churches have been very instrumental, Matt, in supporting a sense of community, of working on cooperative projects, and caring for people in times of difficulty. I mean, often local churches and synagogues provide youth recreational and educational programs. Some offer daycare and counseling services. Often they're a place of refuge for people who've been abused or abandoned. They help community members deal with loss and affliction and tragedy. And from a spiritual growth perspective, they can provide a place for reflection on the meaning of life and our relationship to God. The regular church services usually provide a place to be stimulated and inspired about ethics and values and beliefs. Many pastors, ministers, and clergy members are really, they're really great teachers, counselors, and, and even guides. And for many people, their local church is the most positive place in their lives. It provides them friendship, meaningful interaction, ways to serve others, and a place really to be cared about. I mean, it's where all of life's major events are recognized and honored, births, marriages, funerals, and it can be the very center of people's lives. Where religions go wrong is at the corporate level, you know, of bureaucracy and management and high-level control. They want more compliance than curiosity and more contributions than benefits and more growth than real service. And that's when they lose their meaning and they lose their mojo. Uh, to me, they then become really truly blocks or barriers to people's spiritual growth. Okay, so we can see this big picture of the work of organized religions, but wouldn't dedicated Christians, Muslims, Hindus, wouldn't they be offended by your incarnations of God message? Wouldn't it seem against what they believe? Wouldn't they think that you're putting them down for what they practice? Yes, I think, Matt, some might be offended, truly. Uh, some would be put off. People I'm very close to, dear friends and family members, might not even be in step with what I'm saying. In fact, I'm, I'm really having more and more of these discussions about these issues with people who are close to me. And it's usually a very respectful interaction. I think we're seeking places where we can agree, even if it seems out of step with what their belief system is. Or at least we can accept our differences 
and we can see a common path maybe to mutual understanding. But I really, underneath all of this, Matt, think that this open discussion and meaningful exploration is at the heart of the sixth and seventh incarnations, the theological and the teleological. This is the part of God's plan, I believe, where we can get clearer in our understanding of and closer in our relationship to our God. We get to do that personally for ourselves, and then we do it in relationship to others. I mean, we're in this game of life together, all of us. We are all expressing our sense of higher power or higher intelligence or God. And really, we're looking at our fundamental spiritual nature. We are working thoughtfully to understand our own beliefs and then to share them and to work in loving cooperation with others. And I really think this seems to be an innate part of human nature. It may even be in our DNA. I mean, for over 80 or 85 or maybe 90 percent of the human race, they live with this sense of getting along with others, caring about others and serving others. And the vast majority of people believe in God, a God who they can reach through prayer and contemplation. So overall, Matt, there is a movement. I really feel it in the world today away from the judgmental, dogmatic religious beliefs of the past. There is a strong movement toward you know, more open and loving and inclusive and exploratory spiritual sharing. Modern churches locally and digital organizations internationally seem to be focused on, on pragmatic social values and individual exploration. I mean, they're re- I really think they're looking to discover God's wisdom and what it means for the way they or we live and the way they or we work with others. And I think there is a growing sense of spiritual growth and spiritual unity. So if this is true, why is there still so much contention and conflict and disagreement then? Why is there this continuing violence against people of other religious and beliefs? There's this hatred and judgment so prevalent between people of different religions today. See, I'm not sure there really is more of that hatred and violence today than there was in the past. We may be more aware of it, than ever before because of our global communication and our high-level social media. You know, in the past, we actually had full-out warfare between religious-based countries. You know, the Crusades, the Inquisition, the attempts at genocide. All of these were massive demonstrations of religious antagonism. But today, it's really just more localized and focused. Yes, there are hostile groups of religious fanatics but they're usually not the expression of an entire population, a large group. Uh, There are local skirmishes and certainly acts of terrorism. Often they're religiously motivated, but often they're really as much political as they are religious. And the broad base of humanity clearly desires peace and mutual respect and non-judgmental understanding. I mean, there are more initiatives and movements right now for ecumenical interaction than ever before. There's a growing desire, I think, for peaceful discussion and exploration. And this is inherent in the transition, I believe, in our analysis from the sixth incarnation of God to the seventh. It's the movement from theological positioning to teleological communion, from religious posturing to conscious connection with each other and with our God. This is a process, Matt, not an event. That's what people need to understand. This is a gradual evolution, not some instantaneous revelation. 
You know, everyone, each of us as a child of God is on this journey. We're all spiritual beings. We're living in a physical universe. But God has created, we say incarnated, all of it. And all of it is coalescing or moving in a unified consciousness, an awareness, a relationship with the Creator, with its God. And I know that we're not very close to that yet, in that sense of real total unity, clearly not. But the path is obvious and clear, and we're moving in that direction. The incarnations of God are headed in this direction. Our current religious practices, including our differences, are just a natural step on that journey, right? It's part of that process of discovery. See, I do not judge current religious organizations or belief systems unless they do harm directly to other people. I honor them as being a natural phase on the path where to unity and love, to conscious connection with God. Dave, thanks once again for sharing your insights. I I believe that we may have more issues and ideas to explore in this spiritual journey. It feels like we're just kind of, you know, touching, just scraping the surface of this whole thing. So thanks so much for your insight. You bet, Matt. Glad to be here. For those of you who have been following along, make sure to stick with us. We have a couple more episodes to go. And if you have any comments or questions, be sure to send them to Dave. You can email them to dave at davejenks.com. We might incorporate them into future episodes. We'll have another episode soon. And once again, remember, you can download the PDF of the seven incarnations of God at davejinx.com. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Seeker. <laughs>